name is Cynthia. I'm a marijuana addict from Central California, and today I have 458 days, which for me is an absolute miracle. I never thought I could stay off weed for any length of time, much less 458 days. I'm going to share a little bit about uh, the general thing, what happened, uh, what I used to be like, what happened, and what's going on now. Um, What happened is I was in another 12-step program on and off for years, uh, and I lived in Southern California. I lived in Los Angeles, and... um, a lot of stuff started to happen for me. So I was in a job that I absolutely hated. So somebody recommended that I apply for the state hospitals, and I applied at a bunch of them. And uh, this little cowpoke town, Koalinga, that has a state hospital, uh, I interviewed over there. They contacted me. And... uh, I ended up getting a job, so I moved from L.A. to Kolinga, and I went from being pretty active in my 12-step program to being a secretary of that program in Kolinga, where I live. But there weren't so many people there, and the people that did come were court cards, and... I began to think a lot of things. I thought, well, I don't really think I'm an alcoholic to begin with. And uh, what's it all about? Because nobody would share at these meetings. So what I did is I'd sign their court cards and let them go on their merry way because I'd seen other people do that. And eventually I ended up going to a meeting at church uh, not a 12-step meeting, but something else, and uh, figured I could replace 12 steps with that. At the time, I was dating my landlord, of all things, and he smoked weed. And what I, what I did is I, I kind of went, what the hell, you know? Pass it over. And I started smoking with him, and it had been, I, I'd done weed in my 20s, Uh, quite a lot but then again I did everything quite a lot in those days and I I didn't really think anything of weed back then it was just something I did so I said yeah you know let's let's see what this is like so I didn't even think I could get high but I started smoking with him and 10 minutes later kaboom I was to the moon I felt absolutely wonderful and I loved the feeling of it. And um, the next day I ordered a couple of cocktails because I said, you know, what the hell, I don't think I'm an alcoholic either. And, uh, you know, but there was a voice in the back of my mind because I'd already, I passed probation at this job and was doing well and making money. And I thought, it, it was like those, old weed propaganda things from when I grew up in the 70s 
that were saying, oh, you know, you're going to lose everything. And and the same thing I heard in some 12-step meetings is that, oh, you're going to lose everything, you're going to lose your job, yada, yada, yada. And I didn't. I went back to work. I still felt high from the night before, but um, I was able to maintain and get through day after day after day at the state hospital, and uh, I was worried that they'd piss test me. I asked my union rep if that would happen, and they said only if you have an accident. So I was uh, grateful for that. (laughs) And I spent, in fact, many years, I, I found a new best friend, which was weed. You know, I... I I didn't have many friends in this town because there aren't many or there weren't many people, it seems, with like-minded interests. So I'd hole up in my place and just smoke into oblivion. And it was hard. You know, I still would get depressed from it. But all in all, the weed made me feel better than I would have felt had I not done it. So I went on like this for years. Then I ended up finding people at work that got high and started hanging out with them. And I developed a whole new circle of friends, and it was wonderful. Uh, We'd relieved me of boredom. It relieved me of feelings of loneliness. It introduced me to new friends. And it was all good. And... Uh, one thing that this guy that I dated at the time who smoked weed said is he said, you know, you can always say I'm good and refuse a toke. And I didn't because to me, I'd be good, but I could always be better. So he said, look, I've been smoking for 20 years and you're going toe to toe with me. And I didn't think anything of it. I'd end up semi-passing out, but to me, you can only get better the more you smoke. So that's what I did. And years went by with the friends, and I developed a special buddy that I, I would just go to work, come home, have a few beers, have a few shots, and smoke until I would go to bed. And... I thought, this is the life. I didn't, you know, I didn't think about where ambition was in my life. I didn't have any. The main thing I thought was, so what? I'm working. You know, I work four 10-hour days a week, and then I party on the weekends and during the week. So it went rather well for about three years, um... I reunited with an old flame from 30 years ago, and uh, he was in program, but he smoked weed, and he went toe-to-toe with me, and we'd go on adventures. We'd go to different dispensaries in San Jose or San Francisco, and it was we'd take in the sights and the food and everything, but... Uh, after six months he also had diabetes and I went to visit him and uh, we were getting ready to move in together and he died 
So I guess it was complications of diabetes. It, I thought it was just the flu, but he ended up getting very ill and dying. And uh, I used weed to comfort me, and it also proved to be a really good comfort. But around this time, after he died, it was uh, 2015, and I noticed that I wanted to throw up, and I thought, oh, I'm just nervous or upset, or maybe I ate something that disagreed with me. Uh, And I I noticed that I just would start throwing up. And I thought, that's strange. But I didn't think twice about it for a long period of time. And I kept smoking. And I also discovered edibles. And uh, I had a friend that said, well, you're not eating good quality edibles. So she gave me this exotic brownie mix. And I'd eat like a tray of brownies at a sitting when people have told me that one or two squares was enough. So the throwing up got worse and worse over the years until I noticed I started throwing up blood and I couldn't walk from one side of my apartment to the other uh, because I was so weak. And I had to miss days of work because of it. And I remember having said, because people said, well, you know, you could cut down on weed. There's meditation you could do that would, you know, you could get the good feeling and not do so much. And I said, screw that, pardon my profanity, but I said, why would I want to do that? You know, I don't think I smoke that much. I just smoke all the time. And it it didn't occur to me uh, because the people I was smoking with, most of them smoked as much as me. Um, So one day a friend of mine came over and I was real weak and throwing up and he just said, look, we're going to the ER because I couldn't hold down food and in the ER they said uh, do you use marijuana and I said yeah and they said well you have something called cannabinoid hyperemesis I was like what (laughs) he said you'll be back because you won't want to give up weed but we'll tell you if you keep smoking you'll just be back here in the ER again and I went for about a month not smoking much. People said, well, why don't you do one hit a day? And I said, no. And they said, how about five hits a day? And I tried, but I couldn't stick with five hits a day. So I'd get better. I'd go back to smoking my usual way, and then I'd end up throwing up blood again. And it took me to the ER another time, uh, several times actually. And I, uh, I thought it was ridiculous. I thought, you know, if if I'm an addict, how lame is it to be a marijuana addict? Couldn't I, I you know, I can't go to NA. They're they're going to laugh me out of the meeting because because I'm a marijuana addict. 
you know, and I, I just, I thought it was the dumbest thing I could ever think of. So people said, well, if only you could moderate it. And I realized at that time it was just a tease to moderate it. It wasn't worth it to me. I said, you know, I can't quit. If I do quit, I'm going to have to be, I'm going to have to find a support system and get back into it. And I had resentments against my 12-step meetings because, you know, you meet people there and they, you like some of them and some of them don't think you're the pillar of sobriety or clean or whatever and I used to resent it and when I went out I thought well they're right I'm not the pillar of clean screw it I don't want to be clean so I had a real resentment against my body over this for I felt my body betrayed me by throwing up and turning on me with the marijuana Um, so I tried going to MA I saw it and I thought yeah this would be the place and I would I'd smoke before I turned on to the meeting Uh, but I at least went to the meeting and this would happen then I'd go back to smoking throw up some more go to the ER and I was racking up bills I was racking up some pretty nasty medical bills and I had a gastroenterologist that uh, he didn't really know what what to say about it. He just gave me some pills, which I'm still on today, um, protonics. Uh, but I also had a therapist who knew I smoked, and she would kind of mention quitting the, and. For the longest time that I saw her, I said no, but at this time I'd been seeing her for a few years and she said, you know, if you keep smoking, you're throwing up, you're going to the ER, you could die because there were times I could see parts of my stomach Um, and she said, not on my watch. I won't be your therapist. I'll refer you to somebody else. Maybe I'm not tough enough. Maybe you need someone tougher. So I went into rehab, again, an embarrassment because I was in this rehab with people that were like heroin addicts and other things. And my drug of choice was marijuana, but they they gave me respect and I loved rehab. It was It was good to be able to take the time to get to know me better and I, I'm addicted to, I have a lot of addictions. I find that my addictions tend to switch. So I was going to several different types of meetings a week and loving it, you know. And then I discovered, again, the Marijuana Anonymous phone lines. And because I tried going back to an old 12-step and it just didn't fit. I I didn't feel like I could share about marijuana, which is my drug of choice. So I was very grateful to find the MA phone lines. And stuff started to get better. I will tell you that even in rehab, 
after six months of not smoking, I would still test positive for weed. And I was still throwing up, and I was real angry because I thought, well, I'm still throwing up and I'm not doing weed, so what's wrong? You know, it must not be the weed. I can go back and I can smoke in moderation or I can smoke not in moderation, just smoke. (laughs) So uh, after six months, however, I began to notice that I threw up less and less and it stopped, which just, uh, I guess it was in my system for longer than I had thought it would be. I'm kind of a big woman, so uh, (laughs) maybe it's stored in the fat, you know. (laughs) Since then, I have managed to gain some time in this program, and I've worked through the steps once, but now I'm on step four, and I'm going to be working it again, specific to this program. And I've noticed a few things happened. Um, Some of them good, some of them bad. I noticed that I'm able to read now. I wasn't really able to focus on books uh, or concentrate, and my concentration has improved dramatically. Uh, I did notice, however, that the job I had working for the state, it didn't it bothered me back when I got high, but I could blow it off by getting high. And it, unfortunately, or fortunately, I realized that it was no longer working for me. There were things that were there that I really had some moral opposition or difficulty to. And I got really upset at first because it's good money but I had to follow my heart and leave that job. But I found a job that I'd wanted to do for a long time. I'm doing um, online therapy as a therapist, and that's really rewarding, and it's it's a good change. And um, a lot more will be revealed from my journey of not using don't get me wrong, I, there's, I live in a small town and there's really not much to do. Um, people said that people get high in this town because there's so little to do, but there are two dispensaries in town and uh, it's hard. I still break out in a sweat when I drive by the dispensary. It's, uh, I, I miss marijuana at times. I miss the numbness because everything's real. And there are times where I'm very grateful that I don't get high. Uh, part of the contingency of the job I have is that I not use any mind-altering substances because I need to really be present for people. And I'm grateful that I'm able to do that, um, I'm also only beginning to realize that though I have a profession and I don't have a record yet, you know, 
I took some stupid, stupid risks. I dealt. I transported a pound across the state. I, I transported a few ounces across the border into Arizona, which I could have been ringed with that. I could have lost my license. I could have lost my profession, but I was so into that lifestyle that I didn't even think about it. And it's only recently that I thought, because I thought, oh, I didn't do anything stupid. And it's only the past week or so that I'm beginning to look at it and saying, hey, I did some really stupid things. And I could have gotten myself in some deep trouble. So I'm just grateful to be here. So I'm going to keep coming back. And thank you for letting me be of service.